Good afternoon, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books and movies and things. This is episode number 269. Wow. We have now done as many episodes as the ID number of a baby cow in Israel that vegetarian activists branded on their bodies to protest the slaughter of animals. Huh. You know, our show numbers are getting more and more obscure. Yeah. I feel like I haven't had like a number that we've done that has made me happy for a while. I feel like they're just, well, they bump me out in one way or another. I <laughs> Well, it's normally because I have to say, speaking of things that hurt and I don't really agree with, this you week... At least, but there's like this whole sexual thing you could have gone for, right? Like, speaking of, like... I don't know. It's like 269, the same number as, I guess, people doing 69 200 times. Uh, no, nope. it's like, no, because nope, they're people, so it's like they're 69ing, and then a fat guy is on top of them with a boner. Huh. But is not participating. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what the number two looks like. Or it's like someone's, okay. in, someone's maybe praying over them. Or <laughs> S- Speaking them. of things not pulling their own weight. <laughs> All right, things not pulling their own weight. This week we're talking about Mocking Jay, part one. So it's, you know half a movie based on a kid's book uh this week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep go to that address sign up for free trial membership and you get a free audiobook of your choice including mockingjay and you get the whole one it's not like they're just like here's half of this book good luck man i hope books do not like hop on this bandwagon i'm just like i realize if i can like give you i can give you half a thing you'll still buy it I I am so I have such mixed feelings about this because I have no problem if they just said it was a four part series, but it's the fact that they said it's a trilogy and the last movie is two movies that just seems like bullshit. But if it was four yeah. movies, that'd be fine. Yeah, I mean authors have been drawing things out for book sales for years. Yeah, I mean ever since Dickens or you know what. Yeah, but, but they found Dickens a stopping point you every that. time. Yeah, but it's like it's important to find a stopping point, and then you you know you get to like okay here's your stopping point right, and then yes I'll give you more later. But like yeah. you're just like no, I want more money, and I don't want to have to give you more material. I'll just give you half as much as I would have given you otherwise. It also would be different if it didn't feel like half a movie, which this did. It would, yeah, like, this it, one really feels like half a movie. It's just it's like the, it's like uh, a TV episode almost. Yeah, just like real drawn out pacing, and then just ends with nothing. Eh. Yeah, if this is like a Netflix situation where they release the entire series at one time, I'm fine. If this is if this is episode one, great. I'll just queue up episode two right away. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's also true, because they have to wait, like, two years? Year and a half? Uh, a year. A year? One year. A year. Well, if you want to uh, make us read or watch half of any movie, we'd do that. Go to readdashweep.com, <laughs> sign up on the mailing list. You can sponsor an episode personally. We will watch as much of anything as you would like, with a limit. But we'd watch we'd watch less than that limit under any oh, circumstances. Yeah. Every day. Uh, so sign up. We'll open up some more sponsorships here in a couple weeks. Coming up soon, real soon. So get on the mailing list now. Let me introduce you to your panel. I'm Alex Falcone in Portland on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Joining us today in Brooklyn, New York, he's at C. Walter Smith. Please welcome back Mr. Chris Smith. Hi, Alex. Nobody's exactly sure where I am or when this is being taped, but I will stun you with my astonishing growing and shrinking neck width. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about for PETA when he was getting skinny? Oh, is that like PETA? The, the skin- Peter's like the, neck started out normal-ish, and uh-huh. then just got slowly computer graphics shaved well, yeah, down. Yeah, they used the skinny Captain starting. America technology on him. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, uh, also the the Twilight skinny, skinny Bella, skinny yeah. Bella. Yeah, yeah. Where you just CG some of the cheek away? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really Dude. weird. Peter's uh, body dysmorphia here was was on display. Yeah. Also joining us uh, in Northern California, it's Mr. Ezra Fox. You know, uh, Alex, I, I know I could kill you at any time, but I'm just going to just drop a bunch of flowers at your doorstep <laughs> you just to fuck with you. Weird. I'm a great president. 
weird again, military strategy. It's a strategist. teenager that is the critical pivot point for an entire war. So many times he could have killed her. I, I feel like we should talk about this for years. Just like he, <laughs> they're like he had so many chances to kill her. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, well, he didn't know that the entire war was based on whether or not their they, their mascot was doing well. It turns out ma- <laughs> military strategy is all mascots these days. That's yeah. most that's that's true for baseball. Like, I think the Giants can't win if like Lucille isn't like you know really crushing it. Also, why isn't the Giants mascot a giant? <laughs> uh, yeah, scale. You need an actual giant. <laughs> no, it could be a person in a real big suit. <laughs> yeah, it could be two gymnasts in one trench coat. There's options. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> okay. Also joining us, we have a very special guest today. Uh, he's in our Portland studio. He's from Denver. He's also the host of the podcast "These Things Matter" with uh, Kevin O'Brien. And who's your co-host? Taylor Gonda. Taylor Gonda. Please welcome Mr. Kevin O'Brien. Hello. You guys do like deep dives into pop culture. Right? Oh, yeah. That's your thing. Yeah. One. Well, it's kind of similar to this, except it's like uh, through the eyes of somebody's like life experience with it. So like we'll take oh. a topic, and oh. it's usually it's our whole thing is like pop culture autobiographically because oh. we both were like super, too big a fans of uh, High Fidelity. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Lives. That's the first thing I was thinking of was yeah, organizing so that, his records. That, that was way. sort of like yeah. the that was sort of the mission statement I think of the show when we started it. And so like some people have cried. Yeah. Uh, on the show, getting a little too real, and then other people have just like talked Not. about their dick, you know. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, it getting a little way. too real. <laughs> however, however, you experience your favorite song. We, uh, despite having uh, <laughs> weeping in the name, no one's ever cried on this show. Yeah, so. this is well, this is because this is like deliberately bad stuff, or at least what you. I don't think. Yeah. I don't think Hunger Games is bad. We'll get Wait, into that later. No, we. Uh, we uh, tend, I don't think it's we, bad either. Wait, yeah, we tend can, to think Hunger Games is not that bad, but it it's so popular, and there are things that are ridiculous about it. I am by I'm by far the it. biggest hater. Uh, and yeah, but yeah. we were talking yesterday. You were like, I'm really sorry. I have to watch this. Like, what are you talking about? I was going to go see this movie anyway. <laughs> I was so excited. I well, I I mean, I. I actually think the movies are better than the books. I think that is something that I will co- commit to now. Especially that's, that's true for almost all of these, right? <laughs> Anything oh, we see slash read, the movie's better. Yeah, yeah. When we read something we don't love, then it definitely is easy. But like, I felt like, especially, we'll talk about this more in a second, but especially like the military strategy made way more sense in the movie than in the book. Like There were actually some battles that were not just mascotting. There was yeah. Yeah. like literally no battles in the book. Yeah, it when was, they took out the when they took out the power. Yeah, like, they took out the that dam. Was, that was probably one of my favorite scenes too. Unfortunately, was that was like the only one like it in the entire two hours. Well, they, there was also the one where they blew up the ground under some trees. So that, that was, was similar. But that was like that was kind of fun. But the <laughs> take, take that ground. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, that was like oh here's a quick like yeah you burn with us. Yeah. But then the when they go to the power plant, then it's like it's on man. Also, in oh, both yeah. of those cases, they were like let's not get any cover. Let's just let them shoot us for the first few rows that's, that's what i thought i was like wow they really didn't like like a piece of wood would have been a better shield than what they had like running towards the dam they being shot at. they had nothing you know yeah, what? Like, numbers just... versus guns and it turns out if you have enough numbers numbers win yeah but if but, you yeah. also were carrying a, a piece of metal to deflect some of the bullets also would have been really automatic doable. guns it's not like yeah. they're it's not like semi-automatics or shotgun or anything yeah. they're just like spraying and praying across just yeah what bro- if you had like a captain america shield you could hide behind while you ran exactly. they had that the romans had that like go this is a thing <laughs> we've invented <laughs> All right, uh, pointless <laughs> sacrifice. Yeah, but let's let's find out what happened in case you haven't yet seen the, this half of a movie. Uh, All right. So, Chris, I'd like you to summarize today in the style of Philip Seymour Hoffman. 
Ooh, that's rest in peace. In the movie, not now. All right. Oh, okay. Rest in peace. (laughs) Zombie film. What is the? Did he finish filming the second movie? He he was a week from being done. I think. Oh, so they're gonna Um, they're gonna do CGs and doubles. Yeah, and like and like cut around it. I think they they worked it out. But okay, um, yeah, that's good. Because I would be if like. If if they just had someone else playing that character in the last movie, I would be so pumped. Yeah, I was. Mm-hmm. Oh no, I was going the other. I thought about that when I was watching the movie because I didn't even yeah. know until just now that yeah, I didn't even. shot most of it. And I was like, oh, if they put somebody else in there, it's gonna kill me. Was, yeah. like, and you, then you, you felt bad for saying that because it actually oh, did geez, kill yeah, someone else. Yeah. I didn't even realize. Yeah, uh, <laughs> very callous. Mm. Ezra can't get yeah. behind that. Nope, not a fan. Okay, Chris, summarize for us. All right. Uh, out of respect for those who passed, I'll do no Philip Seymour Hoffman impressions because I think you right. could do you can. Yeah, I think you could just just be real intense, like yeah, just right. overstudy for the role of reading the summary. Yeah, just be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I meant well. it. I meant it not as an insult to a fallen uh, comrade. I just meant like it's great. A comrade, you and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ca- I, just, I just, call I'll, I'll let it slide. I, if Alex wants to associate, <laughs> hey, it's all I'm, show business. Well yeah, yeah. I'm in show business. <laughs> show business. What? What? Call him up. Tell. <laughs> prove me wrong. I call, <laughs> Phil Hoffy. Little Philly. Yeah. Philly Hoffy. Phil Hoffy. Oh yeah. boy. Okay. So uh, just keep moving. Just keep moving. <laughs> uh, Do you just are, not want to talk about yeah. a person that's died at ever? Is that? This is entirely costume. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. Go ahead, Chris. All right. So, uh, Mockingjay, part one of two. Uh, it, it shows the story of Katniss Everdeen, who's been evacuated from her home, District 12, after she won a couple of Hunger Games. The government got mad at her because she rebelled against the government, who puts on these you know, gladiatorial combat uh, soirees between children. <laughs> Swore, yeah. And they... Uh, <laughs> They dress, and, they dress and so she's part of the rebellion now, and the rebellion is in District 13, which is basically a large underground uh, livable nuclear missile bunker. I'm surprised it, they didn't just call it District 14, just for luck. Oh, because hotels just, skip yeah, the just, floor? Why not oh, skip the yeah. district? That's, yeah. that's why it got blown up. Yeah, That was yeah, their own mistake. Luck. They should have known if, better. If you're, ho- if you're hosting a ton of nukes, you might as well be 13. Yeah, right? well, that's true. You know? it's, it's and all they, made, they made their own luck. That's right. Wait, wasn't uh, District Thirteen the um, the the South Africa movie with no, all those, like, the like shrimp people? Uh, District <laughs> oh, Nine. Man. You're District talking nine, about District yeah. Nine, right? Yeah. Prawns. Wait, there's also yeah. been a District Thirteen movie. I think oh, with some that parkour. baby prawn was so cute. <laughs> what a little one. What about the pl- the cop show, The District? Okay, which one was that's that true. in? Uh, wasn't that the DC? Yeah, it's the District of Columbia, but I don't know where that is on this map. Uh, that, okay, yeah, no, title. District 13 is the French movie with the parkour. You guys check that out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Katniss is our, our heroine. She's uh, Jennifer Lawrence, and she's underground for a lot of this movie. Uh, she's got her, her kind of, her good friend slash kind of boyfriend, Gail, uh, who's Liam Hem- Hemsworth. She, she only kisses him when he's sad. Yeah, yeah she only kisses him when he's sad. Um, and then the other leg of this line, or this love... Uh, Angle. I don't want to mm. piss Alex off by calling it a love triangle. It's not a triangle. <laughs> there's no <laughs> line. Have vanilla sex, Alex. There's no pita. There's who, no pita and gale sex. <laughs> it's not a full triangle. Yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a it's an angled line segment. Yes. I suppose. Um, but pita was in the previous couple Hunger Games. He didn't make it out of that Hunger Game. He didn't escape. So he's being held by the government, and so uh, he's being used as uh, a spokesmodel for the government by saying like, "Oh, end the senseless war." There's a lot of brainwashy stuff that's going on with PETA. But there's 
there's literally the zero other people the capital will listen to. So it's just yeah. Snow and Peter ta- uh, talking. But they're never like, here's our military analyst. There's never... Yeah, it's just soliloquies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just well, I think I think they were really lucky they got Peter because apparently the great pundit fire of two years ago burned <laughs> yeah. all the commentators. So it's really just TV Peter. is real bad there. <laughs> yeah, TV is super just PETA or uh, a graphic. Really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so, District 21 with all the TV shows. Yeah, right. that's on <laughs> our belts, so. They got nuked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. District yeah. 60 on the Sunset Strip, right? Is that oh. where they, were? they were all hanging out. <laughs> we'll miss you, Bradley Whitford. <laughs> Don't well, speak about it. It's anyway, trust the, me. Uh, the deal is President Snow of the Capitol is Donald, Donald Sutherland, and he's a bad guy. And he twirls his mustache at Katniss and says, "Oh, you'll never, you'll never defeat me." And um, and Katniss is underground in District Thirteen with Gale and with uh, a few other people like Philip Seymour Hoffman and Julianne Moore, who has straight gray hair in this one. Uh, there, oh, yeah. PSH and Julianne Moore, Moore like the leaders, I guess. Um, and and Julianne Moore, Moore most so. She's the president of Thirteen. And it's hard not to like, like even though I don't like the book, this is a powerhouse cast. They're, they're, oh yeah. man, they got a lot of money for movie. casting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's great. And so their goal, District 13, is if they're going to beat the Capitol, they need to get uh, all the districts together. It needs to be a mandate. And so they have a big PR battle to fight because the Capitol owns all the airwaves. So that they, what they want to do is take Katniss, who's already a celebrity from the Hunger Games, and turn her into what they call the Mockingjay, which is the spokesmodel for the rebellion. Uh, and what they're going to do is film basically ad spots and like you know commercials with her and like war in the background and try to inspire all the districts uh, to rise up against the government. And really interestingly, they decided that it was like they thought it would work fine to just CG her into the war, and they thought everyone would be like, "Yeah, she's there." Yeah. Well, it turns out she's a terrible actress, right? Uh, and also, green screen technology is not that Lawrence good. Is awesome. But, um, but yeah, cool. and uh, even more impressive that she can be a good, bad actress. She right? had to act like a person acting badly. Yeah, it's like Chad. That's yeah. impressive. Nice That's case, layers, right? man. Like, you have to be so good. To be that bad. You know, like. <laughs> well, that's what I was wondering. Was like when I was watching it, I was like, "Is she doing too good of a job of bad acting?" Yeah. So that I can't. Uh, yeah. And there's the line here. It's a rabbit hole. I was. Yeah. I wish I would have on set for that scene because, like, to direct her, like, no, Jen, you're still, you're still too believable. Right. You got to be worse than that. Yeah. Tone it, tone it down, Jen. Turn it, turn it, turn it off. <laughs> oh, that'd be great if she went full method and just like you know studied like junior high school. She like, studied music theater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just emerged. She just immersed herself in people not acting well. She goes to small yeah. town commercial auditions for yeah. like a year. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. after. Oh, be to great. be or not to be. <laughs> anyway, so um, the green screen so- doesn't work out. She, uh, rather than CG, they actually put her into dangerous situations uh, to get that real performance out of her. And there's a film crew that follows her around. It's uh, the topless girl from Game of Thrones. No, the other topless girl from Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, and she has a shaved side head and looks great. Oh, then, yeah, um, with the cool ivy tattoo up her shaved side head. Well, I love, I love the haircut. The tattoo looked a little like oh. somebody painted her head at Ren Faire. Well, that's true. But, but I mean, I here's it. the problem with that kind of situation. If that look like... You're gonna have to shave that head a lot of times, otherwise, just like, what is this slightly fuzzy tattoo that you have? You won't be able to see. You know? Yeah. Well, it just looks like uh, the ivy is growing, and it just has like a hair flower at the top. Yeah. <laughs> it's not well, the worst. Girlfriend looks good. Let's let's not. I worry like about her. It. I liked um, it. I like her. Yeah. Intensity. So basically, Candace becomes a spokesmodel, and it works. And uh, they they she the districts are rising up. There's a lot of like sacrifice uh and and people just throwing themselves at other people with guns and getting shot 
and there's, uh, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of chutzpah, not a lot of planning. Is yeah, what I say for the yeah. for the pricing. Yeah, more courage than sense. Yeah. but uh, they're doing it. Uh, and by that I mean the rebellion. And then also, uh, Katniss wants to have her friends who are being held by the Capitol uh, picked up. And Katniss goes to, or she's there's a team that goes from District 13 to get her friends, to get Peta, to get uh, Phoenix' girlfriend Annie and Jenna Malone and probably somebody else. And uh, and they rescue all the all and, the people. And what's about end. a two minute scene in the book is the big climax of this because it's only half a movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh man, that rescue mission was all night vision and just gassing rooms. How many rooms? Wait, that was, they a, have wait, to that gas? was weird night vision though. Because like normally yeah. night vision, like you can see and other people can't see you. But for their night vision, they had like red like things in their like around their head. So if anyone wanted to shoot at their head. Really good target. Just yeah, like right. line up it's all the dark red dots. and there's just glowing red balls of uh, easy. <laughs> like, I'll yeah, hit shoot those red balls. The yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, so huh. they rescue Peta, but Peta's brainwashed and tries to go kill Katniss by strangling her. Uh, he does not. Gets wind way up closer than I expected. Gun. Yeah, right. Way closer. Yeah, like that guy at the White House. And then <laughs> what guy? That's the White the movie. House guy. Wait, wait. The guy. He got way closer to to actually the president. The White House. No, oh, he, didn't, he didn't strangle the he, president. Yeah, the president wasn't there when he got in. No, oh, but the president wasn't the in door. District I believe, 13. I believe that was what you call a metaphor. Okay, just the way yeah. you said it, I was like like the guy who got way closer to strangling Katniss in the White House than you remember. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Now, anyway, but the movie cuts off there. There's still a whole war to fight. There's still districts to win over. There's still hungers to game. <laughs> and games to make you hungry. And we have to wait another year. So a lot of this, I said a lot of things were going on. But very few of those things involved Katniss doing anything. She's underground in a hole for most of this movie. We got like 15 minutes of just cat saving. Yeah. It happened twice. Yeah. yeah. She rescued a cat once from a house. One and battle from two saving her up in the deep hole that she lived in. Well, in the big bombing scene when the Capitol's coming into like where their bunker is, you don't see any of it. All you see is just like shaking walls and like right. a cracking ceiling. It's like, all right, this is your big like. Here we go, the big battle moment. Yeah. It's like, all right, we're just going to sit and wait it out. Yeah. Did anybody yeah, I do like board though, games down here? The camera guy was also yeah. in the bunker. You couldn't see the yeah. bombing. <laughs> Nobody wanted to play Settlers? Yeah. I would, actually, that was the great thing about that whole scene, though, because like, maybe, I don't know, three hours into the bombing, um, you know, they were like, Best out the pen light and start like playing with the cat, and they're like, "Oh wow, it actually was great that we saved that cat because now we yeah. have some entertainment." Yeah, that's why she had to do it cat. twice. Was to get that one. It was the only game they had. <laughs> we have uh, cat, right? Yeah, you can't catch light, you dumb cat. Fucking <laughs> 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 cat. So and that's, that's the movie. That's, that's the half it. the movie. Uh, so before we do our compliments, now we have to do a quick some sub hype. So we have to honor our newest uh, our newest uh, donor, our newest meat, meat buddy. buddy? Meat buddy, you mean, buddy? Uh, Ken Brown uh, donated this week, and so in addition to our compliments today, you also have to compliment Ken. So oh. before you say something about the movie Mockingjay Part One, you have to say something nice about a man you've never met. So <laughs> do, uh, do we have any clues about him? Like any? any do we know anything about Ken? <laughs> nope. Besides his generosity, generosity and his name. All right, it's all we are going off of. I don't even remember his email address, so I couldn't. I don't think I got that. I don't know where he's from. Well, we probably shouldn't give that out. I'm no, I wasn't going to, but I was going like, to, if I could get any clues, like if it was like at heresmyjob.com or something. AOL.com. <laughs> yeah, if it was an AOL, <laughs> it email, sounds that like, would be important. Yeah, yeah. Ken, it sounds like you like big bat, big butts. <laughs> 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 you know uh, so, uh, 
so Kevin, as our guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. We start every show and end it with a compliment called the compliment sandwich. Which do you prefer, first or last? I'll go last. Okay, great. I'll go first just to show you guys how this is done. First of all, Ken Brown, oh. his name sounds like Ken Burns, and I bet our Ken could have come up with that camera move if he had wanted to, but he had other things to do. Yeah, thank you for not doing that, Ken Brown. Yeah, good job, Ken Brown. Uh, <laughs> and if you had done it, you wouldn't have overused it either. I feel like you're doing good, Ken Brown. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, and then my couple for the movie is, I love the future. I love futures. Yes. And I love, like, conference tables glow, finally. Yes. When, when Why do you ever want an uplit conference table? Just, it makes it hard to read the goddamn paint. <laughs> it would be so okay. hard, but it was awesome looking. It if you cool ever want to well. do that, like, that spooky, like, flashlight under the face, though, like, move where it's like, let me tell you a spooky story. Oh. You have that from day one. Yeah, it's true. The conference room at the end of the world where all the stories are spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and That's what the other, was. also related to light in the future, the flashlights have three beams instead of one. Because we have, it's the future. We have more beams. Well, it's like it's like a Mach three, but for exactly. For, uh, <laughs> just keep adding, adding blades. Now we just need a flashlight that moisturizes <laughs> and vibrates. Yeah, it vibrates. Yeah. yeah. It, by by the time this movie came out, there was a Mach seven, and it just your whole face is gone. Honestly, I feel like uh, a moisturizing, vibrating like flashlight is really no longer a flashlight. Yeah, that, uh, that's, that exists <laughs> and foremost. You just got to get it out of yeah. the shop. I yeah, that, yeah. yeah. But it also has three beams of light, so. Helpful during a storm. Uh, I love superfluous light. I like all the superfluous light in the future. Uh, Ezra, what's your major compliment? Okay. Um, well, Ken, uh, as we all know, you know his his generosity is surpassed only by his um, sideburns. I'm gonna say. I was gonna say. I, I, I don't know why I thought that. It was probably because your your compliment. Yeah, Ken burns Ken, sideburns. Yeah, yeah. So he has brown sideburns. I think you, you imagine. So it's Ken sideburns brown. Oh. I like that. Not yeah. only does he have them, this he's called that. Or it could be he's just called that and doesn't have them. Yeah. <laughs> could be one of those nicknames. Sort of like calling sense. a short guy uh, tall. Tolly? Yeah. Tolly. <laughs> like yeah. sh- it's like calling a short guy Tolly. <laughs> that thing that people do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Sorry, stretch. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right, Slim. What's your major compliment for the movie now? Is? Okay, okay. Um, <clears throat> I mean, so pronunciation is kind of hard. Like, how do you pronounce uh, the, the name of this place? Yeah. No one knows in the movie. It's, There's like three different pronunciations. It's sort of P-A-N-A-E-M. They sort of say Pan-M. A lot of Pan-M. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pan-M, Pan-M, Pan-M. Pan-M. I think the audiobook said Pan-M, which I liked. And so I was a little frustrated that they were not going with the audiobook pronunciation, which is pretty much canon, right? Yeah. Or canon. Good point. Chris, what's your major compliment? Yeah, uh, so Ken Brown, uh, I know like like me, you're a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and, I bet he is. Uh, you've taken advantage of the specials on the comic book on Comixology that came out last year, and you've also pre-ordered the Blu-ray. Well, I've got good news for you. Uh, the Blu-ray <laughs> ships very soon. Oh, mm. nice. That should yeah. be fun. Yeah, uh, so uh, that's uh, you know a compliment to you for your taste, sir. Yeah. And now to, uh, to compliment the movie. Please. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence was so fucking good in this movie yeah, she's great um she had nothing to do if you imagine if you imagine the girl from the host the stephanie meyer movie <laughs> yeah in in this role where all you do is you stand around and you hope that one of two guys is going to come around while you're standing in a hole i mean like there, <laughs> that there's really the host. that's all a good that summary happens of the host. in this movie <laughs> well no and also this movie yeah and she 
makes it worth watching. She she does a really great job making this not seem just silly and awful. Well, and, she wasn't um, she wasn't I, that I great she was in the first two either. You know what I mean? Like I think she's grown yeah. into it. I, yeah, I mean, I love I love the second one. It's probably my favorite. But I didn't I didn't think she was as vital in yeah. the first mm. and the second one, especially as she was in this one. And she was way better in this one than the first two. I think. Yeah, I, she yeah. was so good, and I, I thought uh, my boy Philly Hoffy was great, and. Uh, <laughs> I love President Snow, and I loved her. You, you mentioned you didn't like her hair, I think, but I liked her hair, and I thought everyone was great in it. She had that, like... Who, J-Law's hair or Julianne Moore's hair? Julianne Moore. She had oh, the... Yeah. It wasn't she salt had, and pepper. It was dark gray, it was and it was gray and brown, iron. so it was like like cinnamon so and like pepper. like Diane Keaton Or look. cinnamon and salt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Diane Keaton. Yeah, it's great. it looked great. Anyway, she was great. Everyone was so good. There's so many people. Woody Harrelson? Oh, oh, Elizabeth Banks. We got more Effie Trinket in this than we did in yes. the book. Yeah, Effie was great. And oh. she she wasn't in the book in that role. She wasn't um, at all. I thought she, no. She she was at the very end. Like but she was, that was so. Uh, was, Katniss had a, a trio of stylists that helped her out when she was underground. Right. And in the movie, that trio of stylists was conveniently replaced by one character we had already met before. Good move, awesome. movie. Yeah, I love movie shortcuts. Yeah, they composite character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. No, uh, she's a real character. She's a real character. They just use right. a more convenient one for the script. Makes way more sense. Kevin, uh, mm-hmm. first from you, a compliment for Ken Brown. Ken Brown. Uh, you know, he's a guy who'll oh, help no. you move. Uh, he does all, seem like oh, you would do Ken. that. You text him, he texts you back within like two <laughs> minutes every time. What can Brown do for you? Whatever you need him. He's good. that kind of guy. That's very nice, Ken. What's your? That's pretty good of you. What's your compliment? <laughs> Nice. Uh, What's your comment for this movie? My compliment. I mean, I major have a lot compliment. of compliments, but all the major one I have right out the gate is uh, I. It's it's so much ex, it's so much exposition. However, oh, it's, it's all exposition. It's all exposition. Yeah. However, it kept me engaged in a way that most other movies would lose me and get kind of boring. Like I almost. Why think do you that, think that was? I yeah. I think maybe because I'm a more patient uh, consumer of media than I used to be. Thanks oh, to like binge watching, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so the compliment is that you were better at uh, you're being ready for it. Yes, exactly. I've seen <laughs> enough. I've seen enough Christopher Nolan movies to be prepared. Also, yeah. given. also, uh, great thing about Ken Brown grown more patient over the years as well (laughs) what a guy he'll watch it but i I think well i think the way and also knowing that it was going to be it's hunger games part three part one right so kind of going into it knowing that i'm not going to get the full it's not going to be like a full movie it's gonna be half a movie as you said earlier yeah yeah i was kind of watching it more like i'd sit down to watch a couple hours of breaking bad or something you know where where it's like okay so this so this hour of this movie right now, it's not going to be super interesting, but it's going to move the plot, and I got six hours to kill anyways, so... That's a good... You know, it's weird that I get so upset about it being... Like, about them splitting the movie in half, but I'm like, I'll watch, you know, whatever it was, like, 14 hours of True Detective in a row, yeah, they, but I'm, like, irritated yeah. when you're like, well, this movie's going to be four total over a year. Yeah. Yeah, but you also don't have to, like, go to a theater to watch That's true. an episode of Breaking Bad. And when you when you go to a movie theater, I think there's an expectation, usually, that, that you'll have a good time. a beginning, middle, end yeah. story. And in this case, like, you're going in. It's a strange thing, because if I wasn't watching it for the show, I would feel a little cheated by paying full movie price for mm-hmm. half a movie. Right, but the, on the plus side, if you don't go to the second one, you get to feel like you walked out without actually having to embarrass yourself in front of people. Yeah, that's true. So that's a benefit. Yeah.
All right, so uh, let's do our anchor segment, then our hate segment, I guess. Uh, not really hates, at least for you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just do the first half of our hates, in fact. Let's, let's just do uh, hates part one, and we'll finish them up later. And then we'll charge you the second <laughs> time. I got some hates. Uh, go for it. Uh, so I just said how good Jennifer Lawrence was in this movie. And you were right. Um, and Julianne Moore is great. Philip Seymour Hoffman, always great. Jenna Malone, we saw her for five seconds, and she was tremendous. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> and angry, some of the characters like. we're supposed to care about in this movie have not gotten better with time. So, for instance, Gail right. is so boring. Prim, who we're supposed to... that She's the whole reason why J-Log got into the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. So boring. Um, and, and, you know, frankly, uh, PETA doesn't have a really good... Well, you know, he actually tried... He actually acted but. in this movie with his full personality, but they CG'd three quarters of it yeah. away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tough. I just thought that, like, she did a great job of making us care about her, but the things she was supposed to care about yeah. were really hard to... to empathize with how did you feel about the cat though i feel like prim was a disappointment but the cat really lived up to the catness well the cat yeah, was the one that. huge laugh line which is just like ah, eh, get in the bag yeah that was so funny oh people but, laughed in the theater totally. when yeah, i yeah. saw yeah, it yeah, you know, people in laughed the... in the theater but you guys that's not actually that good of a joke it's just it's not even a joke movie form <laughs> this movie is so dull and dark it's so heavy yeah. that any moment of lightness is going to be a sweet relief, and the audience is really looking for that. I mean, people were just running at machine guns and dying. Yeah. And people a cat in a bag is a like, pretty great it's thing. It's adorable. Yeah, and I like yeah. people being dicks to cats for some reason. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I enjoy that. I, I like cats, but I also like when people... That cat was, that cat was grumpy. Yeah, as yeah, well it was as a grumpy cat. Yeah, it felt so, like it was yeah, earned. Yeah. I have such a problem with the capital and the whole setup of this. Like, my, like the capital... The the whole thing of this series is that the capital is brilliant at PR. That's their thing. Yeah, is at manipulating yeah. the public, and then they just bombed a hospital when they knew the enemy was filming it. Like, just did they know the enemy was filming it though? Yeah, because they said they saw they saw that she was down on the ground. Yeah, yeah, but well, they saw it on like oh, their yeah. like like blown up cameras basically from like from they were already there. I don't know if they hadn't released anything yet, you know. They oh, hadn't started they hadn't the taken over the so still yeah. you're blowing up a hospital. That's not great for your PR. Like uh, you know what it is though, it's the hubris cuz they've been able to control it for so long. Like that's the thing no matter what you're doing, if you're like if you're like I'm the man for 75 years or whatever it is, you're going to start yeah, getting kind of get lazy. Sloppy. You know? That's true. That's true. Uh, they, yeah. They're definitely that. They're just, so yeah. I guess my main complaint is that, you know, beating up on the Capitol when they're a shell of their former self. It just doesn't <laughs> seem fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> they used to be such a good bad Capitol. <laughs> uh, uh, what's, what's another hate? Or actually, well, let's do this. Kevin, uh, tell, me why, tell me why you think it's so good. Tell me why you don't hate it. Not a compliment, but just like, what's, why were you disappointed that I didn't like it? Um, well, I, I think I love the first two, especially the second one so much that I'm just drinking the bathwater at this point. Like, I'm Ooh. Like, yeah. Ooh. like, I, Ugh. like, I'm just like, wait, yeah, just give that's me where your games. skin has been. Yeah. Like we gotta, we gotta go on bathwater for one more. <laughs> yeah, wait, they didn't spring for Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I, think Kool-Aid. <laughs> Drink, I think you throw the baby oh. out with the Kool-Aid is what you're thinking. Well, oh, hold on a second. No, no, wait, you make so much. Kool-Aid, you have to make it in the bath, though. That's the point. Oh, a bathtub yes. worth of it. Like, bat, like it's bath prohibition Kool-Aid. Oh, okay. Like know? moonshine. Yeah. It's like Kool-Aid. they say, exactly. you know, make Kool-Aid while the sun shines. <laughs> yeah. That, that's when right. life gives you bathtubs, make Kool-Aid. <laughs> you, can, you can lead a horse to Kool-Aid, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> I, well, the, I think, like I said earlier, know, knowing going in that this was going to be half a movie... And I also I, I I'm expecting this. We'll see. Talk to me next year when the last one comes out. If that doesn't deliver, 
I'm going to be so pissed off. I feel like the ending of the book was so boring. You haven't read the books. No. Said, the ending of the, bo- the book is, was just was pretty... Oh, like the denouement at the end? Yeah. It was I, just well, like, and then the government mm-hmm. did this. No, that was fine. And it was basically the same okay. denouement as, uh, as, uh, as Harry Potter. It was just like, and now 20 years later, they have a kid and they seem okay. Uh, but <laughs> I, I liked... I, I, like, I just was so disappointed by the ending of the battle stuff, I guess. I just wanted so much more. There's all that the weird pop-up trick gun pranks that the capital does, but mostly that's just corny, and then the ending of the war is so weird. Yeah, that, well, that's, I mean, my, I think, that's my hate, is that there's no action in this at all. Yeah. That's like, you could have, even though it is a half of a movie, you could have still put in one and a half to two more fight action battle scenes. For sure. And then that would have, if that would have happened, I would have been like, nine out of ten but considering what it was i still thought it was like i seven. thought the, the first movie had a lot of action and yeah. and i thought the fir- i thought the first movie was the best well, one you know what it is the first movie had the action but they didn't show it because it was still supposed to be like a young adult thing right, then right. the second movie yeah. had the action and showed it right and then this one kind of went back to the first one a little bit so that's why i'm hoping this last one's going to be like the second oh, one you, on think, you think you know every other is, is yeah exactly it's, like, it's like a wave it's like okay now we got to reset, and then the second one's going to be good again. I have I have a really silly hate. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. I there's there was a bad like almost vegetarian moment. Do you yeah. guys remember this where they were hunting and oh, yeah. they're hunting <laughs> and the elk isn't scared of them because I guess it hasn't seen people before. And Gail says they're not even afraid of us. Oh it's yeah, almost unfair. A guy with a laser sighted weapon. <laughs> Against a creature without thumbs says that it's almost unfair. That like, I, I thought he was going to pull out one of those arrows that explodes on impact. Yeah, yeah, he's going to blow up his elk's face. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like it, it, that's a wet, really bad use of almost. That's all. I just, it's totally unfair. It's always unfair. What you actually mean is it's less fun for you to kill this thing. Yeah. It's yeah. never fair. It's yeah, never like it is the elk, unfair. It's never like you get one shot at the elk and then he also has a gun and gets one shot at you. It's not. <laughs> oh, it's not a that'd duel. be so good. Where you just duel an elk. You, you tell an elk. It's like pistols at noon. You trade it. No, you trade off blows. But just you know, humans get to go first. Wait, does the elk slap you in the face with a glove to tell you it's on? How does that work? <laughs> yeah, I like watching, picturing an elk pulling off one finger at a time, <laughs> yeah. the glove off his hoof. Yeah, a white. Ooh, a white I glove. would not want to be slapped by an elk. That is a big animal it is yeah. and and like behind that glove there's a lot of force that is a hoof <laughs> that yeah. is a hoof meanwhile in the founding days of panem order order come to order i have some things to say uh gentlemen we've won the war We've defeated the rebellion, and it's time to unify the nation. You've all had time to look over my plans. So, what do you think? Uh, Mr. Future President, I've been going over the numbers on your plan, and it just isn't adding up. Uh, Are you sure you want to divide up the country based on the jobs people do? Oh, definitely, definitely. That is crucial to our plans. Um, Okay, but let me show you this, for example. You designed one district as a fishing district, right? Precisely. It's near the ocean. Fish live in the ocean. True, true, but uh, so are lots of other parts of the country. They're not going to fish in those places? Of course not. They'll be too busy doing their one job, like logging. Okay, uh, it's a good plan, future presidents, though, but, but look at this map here. There are lots of trees in this district. Yes, the logging district, yes. But over here, there are also forests. Will we log there, too? Of course not, you stupid head. Fishermen can't log. Uh, 
sure, but we'll need wood to build the houses, so we'll have to ship those logs all the way across the country to the fishing district, even though they've got tons of logging grounds available to them. Oh, that's not hard. We've got hover planes. It's simple. Uh, about the hover planes, actually, uh, sir, your plans call for us to have a lot of hover planes, but you insisted that we mine for coal. Well, only in the coal mining district, but yes. Great, great. And what's the coal for? Instilling fear. Oh, right, right, of course. But our hover planes, are they, what are they powered by? Um, hover plane fuel. Great, hover plane fuel. Right, uh, where's that from? From the hover plane fuel district? Precisely. How many districts is that? I think we're getting up there. And and how's it getting here? Are the hover planes also bringing the hover plane fuel to other hover planes? No, 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 of course not. There's there's a pipeline. From the pipeline district? Yes, precisely. Okay, it just seems like you haven't really thought through this whole distribution plan. So I'll buy another one. What's your point? From, from the... Uh, distribution plan district. Uh, okay. Is there a middle manager's district producing all the people you need to oversee this stuff? Of course there is. The middle manager district. Okay, okay. Future President Snow, uh, you're at like 5,000 districts. Would it really destroy all your evil plans to have more than one occupation within the district? Oh, you, you shot him. There's more where that comes from. Direct from the bullet district. At least tell me that's near the gun district. Well, there's a pipeline. All right, this is ridiculous. I quit. Okay, okay, ca- calm down, Mr. President. Uh, you, look, you know I've supported you, and you know that I love creating this dystopia with you, but I'm the only advisor you have left, and you can't shoot me, or else... Or else what? I'll have to go back to the characters that aren't very involved in the plot district. <laughs> is there a, a pipeline? No, you idiot. I went to read-weep.com slash Amazon. I don't need a clever supply chain because they figured that out for me. I joined Prime so I get free two-day shipping on everything I want. Logs, hover planes, disposable characters. <coughs> I guess that's pretty clever. Oh, that wasn't sarcastic? Well, I'll just bring you back to life with something from the Happy Endings District. I spend a lot of time there. I, I bet you do. So the first thing that I want to do, as suggested today for a segment, as you wanted to play, how can we get movies, m- movie companies to stop splitting their movies in half? Uh, so, so, so tell me more about that. We've all complained about it a little bit, but, but tell me what you're thinking here. But yeah, yeah. So I think after the, like, so it's Divergent, and the second one's like Insurgent, and yeah. I guess the third one's just going to be like Blurgent or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Regurgent. Regurgent. <laughs> Smurgent. Uh, I... Oh, we had, there was a trailer for one where it was like a lady gets hit by a light by lightning and stops aging. Yeah, that nope. one made I me laugh at all. Out loud. It's so like, okay. I was like I inappropriately so laughed in the trailer. It's so bad. And there were two things about it. One was she crashes her car, gets hit by lightning, stops aging, and the voiceover was like, "It's almost as if something magical happened." Almost. Mm-hmm. It's exactly <laughs> like something magical happened. And oh, magic realism. And also, Always calling out how real you are. Also, she's like, like the next day, she's like, I'm not aging anymore. Like, it would take you five years to notice you're not <laughs> yeah. aging. And, and then like, ten to fully realize what's going on. And how would you tie that back to the day that you got hit by lightning? I mean, it just seems like there's a lot of guesswork in that I, the, My favorite part, the thing I laughed so hard at was it was like in the modern day. Uh-huh. And... Uh, 
and she's like sitting there with Ellen Burstyn, who's her daughter. Oh yeah, the older daughter. Yeah. Ooh. And I was like, I just couldn't. I couldn't so take silly. it. I just couldn't hold my laughter at anymore. Literally 15 minutes of trailers. I felt like abused by this movie. I felt so. Wow. Ugh. I felt like it was like I know I'm going to hate this thing I'm about to watch, and they're like at, showing me like, look how much worse this could be. Your day could be way yeah. worse than this. <laughs> yeah. No, that's a good point. That's that's a nice point. Yeah. So is so I guess the question is there is there any movie that the movie industry can't split into two right now? Like, oh, that's a Andre? great question. <laughs> like are, um, like are you looking forward to Go the Fuck to Sleep Part 1? <laughs> um I mean here, I, I was realizing like the, the the thing is we saw the movie, right? So there's no reason for them not to keep on splitting this into two parts. Like, apparently, I could well, totally we aren't an a good extra dollar. year. We, we, yeah, we're, I think we're fringe benefits, but they did make something like $55 million the first weekend on half a movie. That's Which pretty cool. First, first $55 million the first day, Alex. First $123 million the first weekend. Oh, Jesus. God, if we only get 10% of that revenue for this show. <laughs> <laughs> I'd take that. Sure. <laughs> Who's offering this deal and why? Why are we getting 10 points on a movie we were Don't ask. In? Don't ask. You're going to ruin the deal. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't think there's anything that won't be multiple movies now. And I and I think it's like 3D. I think it's going to be... A, it was like cute once. There's going to be a backlash. And then it's going to fall apart and they'll stop doing it. Yeah. that's my Maybe that's just optimism <sighs> talking. Yeah, that is some optimism, which is weird for me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sometimes I can't help it. It just bubbles up. I'm confused. All right. Well, so here's, um, here's the question Chris wanted to ask about this movie now. Let's talk about this really fast. What could Katniss have done besides sitting in a pipe and crying all day? Yeah. So let's let's pretend you're not a lovesick teenager, but you're an empowered uh, leader. Yeah. And, and you're, you're, you're running District 13. Like, what could you be doing instead of just feeling bad about yourself? Take a uh, road trip. Take a road trip. <laughs> drive around. <laughs> road trip movie. Yeah. Katniss and the cat go on a long drive. <laughs> and we call it Cat and Cat. Yeah. yeah. And do they get along at the end better than when they started? I think probably. I bet there's some I, sort of cat versus cat misunderstanding. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that I like is that I, I think you could tell the story again from the cat's perspective, like as if it was Garfield. And it's not different. It's so are you, are you going to make a, uh, what is that, Rodin, Cats and Guildenstern are dead? But yeah, like yeah, yeah. Of the, but up from the cat's but perspective. But from the cat's perspective. Yeah. Butter cat. And he pops up. Yeah. I'd watch that. I, I also yeah. like that it probably wouldn't be that different because basically he's just in the bomb shelter the whole time not affecting anything. Yeah. I, I, I think I would call it like, this one day Buttercup's dinner was late. <laughs> <laughs> that is the alternate title for this movie. Uh, <laughs> Buttercup colon, I'm a little hungry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. And 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 he makes friends with the cook, the kindly old cook, who was just about to give up his will to live before he met Buttercup, oh. and his crazy cat antics gave him a new lease on life. <laughs> and antics. And in the end of uh, yeah, cantics, uh at the end of all of it, he starts feeding a Buttercup peanut butter cups oh that's just which of course are terrible for cats and cats die (laughs) i thought dogs couldn't handle chocolate can cats not eat candy (laughs) yeah but a cat is not gonna eat like a peanut butter cup that's full of so much science it's not gonna be good oh oh, that's all you just think they're anti-science well they don't like sugar and it's very cats don't like sugar all right cats i'm done with you Mm. Get out of no, they're their perfect friends. They'll save all the sugar for you. Too sweet already. Uh, <laughs> oh! <laughs> Can I tell you? I saw the most horrifying candy that I've ever heard of yesterday. 
Oh, Ooh, what was it? About this on me. Oh, on social media. you always saw this. Okay, as imagine this M and M's brand. Okay, right. So it's good already, right? You're you're thinking optimistically, right? M and M's. Yeah, the, yeah. The flavor of this M and M is white chocolate candy corn. Pick one. Huh. Both of those are horrible. Horrible. And white they, chocolate is great. No, you're wrong. What? No, you're not a white yeah. chocolate fan. Yeah, really? sure I am. It's, it's literally it's one garbage of my top three chocolate. Chocolates. Oh god. Yeah. It's not chocolate. It's zero percent chocolate. It's garbage bleach and cho- and not chocolate. <laughs> Wait, that's what white chocolate. Well, I, I would eat M M&M and M's flavored like garbage bleach though. So I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's just that candy corn is is totally different. Like the, it makes like no saying, sense like, with white chocolate yeah, in can, an M M&M. and M. How can you take another candy and then insert it into your candy? Like that's like that. But candy corn also, is its own candy, yeah. and then M and M. Well, like, I mean, oh, Ke- we Kevin, Kevin, yeah. Kevin. I'm not an expert, but I'm guessing with a machine. <laughs> no, I, I meant no, no, no. no. I think let the me way, clarify. Wait. I meant philosophically. I am <laughs> in good. Conscience. I am an expert, and the way you do it is the two trucks crash into each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. So seductive. We got to do our, our second half of our compliment sandwich, and then we're going to go. So remember, one more compliment for Ken Brown, our newest meat buddy. Thanks, Ken. And then, uh, uh, and then one compliment for the movie. We're going in reverse order. So Kevin, okay. Last nice thing you have to say about it, but you can say more later if you want. On I'll your say own. the one thing I will say is uh, Julianne Moore. What a babe in her older years now, huh? Looking good. Oh yeah, I, looking good. I, I she's was, looking good. I was never that into her when I was younger, like Boogie Nights and all that. I had friends that were like, "Oh man, never really did it for me." But since Children of Men, and especially now. Maybe it's these post-apocalyptic movies. I, I was think, like, I think it is. It's like any port in a storm at that point, anyway. So yeah. it's like she's <laughs> oh, she's a post-apocalyptic wow. ten. Yeah, but she's got uh, she she had she's kind gorgeous. Of, yeah, yeah, she, she had a sor- she had she was stately yet steely yeah. yet sexy. And which got, yeah, and yeah, also yeah. like wooden at the beginning, but you saw her character slowly like loosen up and become yeah. a better salesman. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and she, you know, Kevin. Kevin, this is actually kind of encouraging because I just read um, Amy Poehler's book, Yes, Please, and like she said, the things that happened to her is that uh, when you get to be a certain age as a woman, younger men tell you they're proud of you and older men uh, let you know they'll sleep with you. And it's great to hear that it's also flipped around so that younger <laughs> men could also tell you that they'll sleep with you. I'm, yeah. I'm and, proud of her. I don't know if that matters. <laughs> I'm both. I'm proud and I want to sleep with her. <laughs> yeah, You're proud to on. sleep with her. <laughs> I'd, I'd be proud to sleep with her. Uh, all right. You should let her know. Ezra, what's your uh, minor compliment? Well, so aside from the fact, everyone should read uh, Yes, Please by Amy Poehler, because it's a lot of fun, especially on audiobook. You, yeah, you, I bet you know, Ken, is there like a place a, where people... as a gentleman of exquisite taste, has already read that book. Oh, that's a good point. I'm going to assume... You know what? I bet I bet Ken e- even got it from uh, from our Audible link that I can't remember anymore. Audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Said it every week we haven't for said 269 it for a while. weeks. Well, we, we, take, we, we take some weeks off, all right? We take a couple weeks off. <laughs> I say it at the top every time. I tune out for that part. Full disclosure, I turn out. I tune out. (laughs) Thanks for not tuning out, Ken. You're a good dude. Yeah, Ken would never tune out to that. That's why Ken's a much better person than me. Um, I guess this is like to to, uh, the kid, like two rows uh, behind me, uh, right when like uh, um, uh, Peter started choking out Katniss, uh, the kid said, it better not end right there. (laughs) Um, uh, 100% with that kid. That's a good, that's a smart kid. And, and and I guess the producer's credit, they let it go two minutes more. So thank you for that. <laughs> if it just ended and you thought he'd murdered Katniss, and you thought 
you thought that this production company made a movie after Katniss is murdered by her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. still had a whole other even movie. Better, how great would it be if it just, they hadn't put the part one label on it, you know? And, <laughs> and then it just like, at the end of the credits, there's like, Katniss might return, right. maybe. I also like the idea that Katniss does the same amount uh, affecting the war because she'd just be in a hole, not helping. <laughs> uh, all right, Chris, what's your major comp or minor compliment? Minor. All right, compliment. so my minor compliment for Ken Brown yes. is uh, I love uh, his voice. I love the sound of his voice. We have. Uh, I like, yeah, the timber of his voice. He's also. A, 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 his gait. It's really. He's got a great. A nice gait. Yeah, I'd love to walk and talk with him. Uh-huh. You know, uh, I'd say almost more than Sarah Koenig at this point. Ooh, um, but speaking wow. of serial, huh? Peta was so scary and dark to watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that made uh-huh. serial all the more real and scary to me. Oh, oh, my gosh. A real person and then this not real person? But I was just, I started thinking about serial and I started thinking about it. How, how Ken, clearly Ken, Adnan did that? Yeah, exactly. And Ken and I were talking about serial and he loves it too. And we uh, <laughs> we don't know which way it goes, but we feel bad for Hay and her family, of course. Of course, of course. They're real people. Yeah. But Adnan totally did it. Obviously. We're, we're, I'm pretty sure. He, of course he did it. Who else did it? No one else did it. Yeah. Don't give me this J bullshit. Yeah. Now, Chris, since you mentioned cereal, how would you feel if it gets broken into two parts? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you mean like uh, my other least favorite cereal, Shredded Wheat Classic, where it's just two (laughs) giant bricks? I hate when that gets separated. (laughs) Also, my favorite thing about cereal right now, guys, have you noticed uh, that Best Buy is getting the worst product placement ever? (laughs) No payphones are there. It's no cameras. Th- their motto is like this strangulation brought to you by Best Buy. We may or may not have payphones. It's not. He, the, every, they're like every breath mentions them in a murder. It's it's bad yeah. news. It doesn't look good for Best Buy. They had a bad couple weeks on this show. Well, I don't know. I, I thought like it's kind of progressive. They're like, hey, we don't have payphones. We're Best Buy. <laughs> okay, I have to do my major count. My, my my minor compliment. I just would love to talk about cereal all day long. Um. And how Adnan is clearly guilty. Uh, anyway, okay. um, doesn't matter. Uh, minor compliment. Oh, first, Ken Brown. Uh, well, first of all, Ken Brown obviously agrees with me about Adnan because he's very smart. He's perceptive. He knows that this is going to end in a giant disappointment. But also, uh, Ken also sounds like Dan Brown, and I think he's better than Dan Brown in every way. So it's nice <laughs> to be reminded of him only to, to realize. Like, you, know, you know the thing about, about Dan Brown, though? He finished his goddamn books. You know? <laughs> <laughs> True. He may write his very transparent sexual <laughs> desires into placeholder female characters in his books, but there is yeah, a beginning. But it, middle, end, end. it ended, man. It ended. Yeah. You bought you bought things once, and then it ended. If you <laughs> want to do the same story again, you could do that, and it would end again. <laughs> so my minor compliment is that uh, although I love the future, as I mentioned, I also love the past. And this movie was great. So even though the flashlights now have three beams and the conference tables glow for no reason, in District 13, they use exclusively 1940s mics for all their big speeches. They use their wonderful. Because they're perfect. They're beautiful. They have that good propagandistic sound to them. But they just are the most photogenic microphones ever created. And I don't know why we gave up on them. They're so great. Well, they're going to come back in style, so don't worry. Yeah, yeah, I got to wait. I got to wait a thousand wait years. Wait the grid goes down, and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we have just 1940s mics everywhere. Yep. Go future, yeah, go future. Yep. Right, great, uh, <laughs> team <all right>. future. <laughs> 
Alright, that's it, you guys. Thank you for listening. That's the end of our discussion on Mockingjay. Next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the movie The Truth About Charlie. Are, are you guys familiar with this movie at all? Yeah. I. What do you know about it? Uh, I actually... I know that I may have seen it. Oh, great. But I'd forget everything about it. <laughs> well, I... I just know it by title. I've never heard about it, and our sponsor next week, Vicente from Spain says this uh, it's overlooked by every single bad movie podcast but this film uh, has had has had it too easy for way too long so oh, I did see this it was bad yeah well we're here to knock it down a peg I like this dude that said that, Ooh, that wait a second like, yeah, yeah yeah I mean guys isn't the truth about Charlie just that he bit my finger uh, <laughs> and he owns a chocolate factory now <laughs> yeah <laughs> that he didn't necessarily want in an industry where it's hard to keep chocolate factories alive so probably not yeah but anyway yeah the Oompa Loompas are going to unionize. It's all dead. It's bad times for Charlie once he takes that business. There's be a lot of class. But good actions. times for the... I think the Oompa Loompas deserve the, a share of the profits. I think they'll work out a fair uh, bargaining agreement. I think I that's true. But I think options for the Oompa Loompas. I, I'm all for that. Yes. It just seems like they're probably operating on pretty thin profit margins. They have a chocolate <laughs> waterfall inside. I mean, it's very wasteful. They're going to need to... They're going to have to cut costs, and it's going to be a way less fun place to work in the future. Their stock options come at the cost of having free chocolate river transportation around the <laughs> office. <laughs> you take that for granted, it be, but it's uh, a taxpayer money that pays for that chocolate yeah. river. Yeah, hey, wouldn't it be great if if Panem like at the same time like there must be some crazy billionaire somewhere off in the corner of Panem somewhere where this they have a giant chocolate factory. Like yeah, if sure. you can get to like you know like in the, the chocolate like, district, someplace, <laughs> yeah, in the chocolate district, district three hundred and twelve. It's like no one's ever gonna like bomb them. Why would you do that? <laughs> yeah, you, you definitely not bomb chocolate. the chocolate district. Uh, then it comes no. through a pipeline all the way back to the, the capital. Oh, uh, the chocolate pipeline. I, I'll vote for that. Yeah, I would too. That would make it worth living in Panem to get that. Uh, <laughs> thanks for sponsoring the episode, Vicente. We really look forward to that. Uh, the Truth About Charlie should be fun. That's coming up next week. we got a very cool guest. I think you guys are going to like it. And also thanks for our new meet buddy. Thanks to Ken. Ken, you're the best. Yeah, thank you, Ken. <laughs> Great job figuring out the ending of Serial. Uh, you're doing awesome. Uh, and if anybody else wants to become a meat buddy, you can go to com slash meat buddies. We really help you keeping this boat on the tracks. It really means a lot to us. Uh, we can keep this Zeppelin mm. in the water. Yeah, our track boat Zeppelin is really just moving <laughs> on those rails. So thank you. Uh, metaphors. Uh, I, we, we just want to keep this train in the Kool-Aid. That's what we want. <laughs> at all costs. Anyway, uh, if you have any feedback for us, facebook.com slash read and weep or at read underscore weep on Twitter. And you can send us feedback, read-weep.com slash contact. Thanks for being here at C. Walter Smith and at Ezra Fox. Of course. Uh, and thanks for joining us at thesethingsmatterpodcast.com. Yeah. The These Things yeah, Matter man. podcast with Kevin O'Brien. Also, you're at Kev O'Brien. On the Twitters. On Twitter. Uh, also, Instagram at Corndog O'Brien. <laughs> I need to get my followers up. Uh, you should hang out with our other favorite uh, Instagrammer uh, at Taint Dog. I think, taint dog. I think Taint Dog Man. and Corn Dog O'Brien will go well. I together. wish I would have thought of Taint Dog. God damn it. <laughs> She's earned it, though. She's put in some good hours. Oh, uh, it's a woman? Oh, yeah. uh, even cooler. Man, if I wasn't already living with a lady, I would find this Taint Dog and I'd marry her. She... She's worth it. I think somebody should. <laughs> Someone should lock that down because she is so funny. That's awesome. Uh, I like that lady. Anyway, uh, thanks for being here, Kevin. Yeah, really uh, this was so much fun. Um, thank you for having me go watch uh, the, next, the next Hunger Games movie. Yeah, glad we could help you with that. Uh, all right, cool. We'll talk to everybody next week. Goodbye. Pshh.